Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Hi, this is Joseph with Sci-Fi Graveyard, hosted by The Heart of Geek. Before we get started with tonight's episode, I know things are still crazy right now. I know a lot of people are still suffering with anxiety and depression. I am one of those people. And I just want you to know that there are people who care about you. There are people that love you, whether it be a suicide prevention hotline or your best friend or your family member. Please reach out to someone and talk to them. Know these three things. You are not crazy. You are not alone. And secrets do make you sicker. So please reach out and talk to someone. Again, please. Uh, we, we do care about you. And we want to make sure that everyone's safe and happy and healthy moving forward. Thank you. Happy death day to you. Happy death day to you. Happy death day to tree. Happy death day to you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sci-Fi Graveyard. Today, we're going to talk about the sequel to 2017's Happy Death Day, which is Happy Death Day to You. Uh, Happy Death Day to You was written and directed by Christopher Landon, based on the characters by Scott Lobdell. This movie stars, again, Jessica Roth, Israel Broussard, and even though he was in the first one in a bit part, he has a much larger role in this film, Fai Vu, and I'm probably mispronouncing that, so I apologize. Oh, is that the Asian dude? Yeah. 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 Um, This film was released on February 13th, 2019, another February 13th, or a 13th date, not February. However, this was a Wednesday, not a Friday, as previously when the first movie was released in October of 2017. So... This um, actually has more of a sci-fi element, which is why we did the Happy Death Day movies. Uh, We didn't mention this in the first movie because it was kind of a spoiler for the second one. But the reason that the movie opens up with Ryan, which is Fai Vu. Again, if I'm mispronouncing it, I'm sorry. Uh, Ryan starts doing what Tree did in the first one. He's, He's repeating the day after her birthday. So... He keeps repeating the day, and it, they quickly find out and stop the person who's killing him because someone's killing Ryan. It turns out that it's Ryan. Ryan is killing himself to stop him from doing something he did, will do, and so you find out Ryan and his two nerdy friends who were not in the first movie. They were introduced for this movie. Um, Ryan called invented him and his team invented a device called the Sisyphus and I'm probably mispronouncing that as well uh his friend he and his friends call it Sissy for short Sisyphus is a character in Greek mythology uh like tree Sisyphus I can't pronounce this escape the Sissy (laughs) escape death's clutches and as his punishment in the afterlife he was forced to roll a boulder uphill every day for eternity only to have it roll away from him back down the hill before he can get to the top. 
the story is superficially like that of Tree, who must relive the same day again and again, only to see something finally go wrong each time before she can get out of the time loop. Until, until obviously, unlike Sisyphus, she manages to finish her task and gets freed. Um, so, uh, this movie takes place the following day. However, this movie does introduce a, another aspect of the film uh, to the storyline. Also, Ryan mentions that the sissy, sissy was first activated at 12.01 a.m., which is why every day she would repeat the day over again. This is reference to another time loop distortion movie called 1201. Oh. Uh, let's see here. So this movie does... Um, this mo- The movie's first shot actually opens up on a bobblehead of Nikolai Tesla, the brilliant scientist and inventor who was famous... Um, he was portrayed in Christopher Nolan's The Prestige, but as you know, Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan... Uh, Nikolai Tesla is pretty much the one who gave us the 20th century. He pretty much invented everything that we have today. Um, I know that's kind of a broad, but you could you could you can credit him for radio, Wi-Fi, wireless charging, um, wireless power was something he did. Um, the Tesla coils you see in sci-fi movies where they shoot electricity. Uh, Tesla is also the one who gave us alternating current instead of direct current as our primary power that Edison was promoting. And Edison actually invented the wheel, the wheelchair, it invented the electric chair to show how bad AC current was. But AC current, alternating current, was better for power, which is why we have lights and electricity today. That, and that's the, a typical like competition right there. <laughs> I have so many. The other dude. When when um when I when I was in New Jersey, there's a place called Edison's Di- Edison Diner. And it's in Edison, New Jersey. And I go, uh, we were sitting there. I go, hey, did you know this place used to be called Tesla until Edison stole it? God, Joe. <laughs> because, because people have found now out. you're going to get like a bunch of people that are like, Edison, Edison is better. Well, <laughs> people, people found out that a lot of the stuff that Edison took before, he actually didn't invent. So well, I mean, I'm sure that... he he owned the patents on it because he had people invent the shit, and and we're we're kind of getting off subject, but it's it's important part of history. You found out a lot of the stuff that Ted, uh, Edison took credit for was ideas he took from other people, and yeah. so just a little history lesson, which is why I made the joke. Also, that's, I, and that's literally like a lot of people do. They're, yeah, they're like, hey, hey, I'll give you the money to do this, but I get to sign my name on it. You know that, but anyway, this movie is uh, okay. So I actually I really the first one a while ago, and then I watched this one just like the other day, and I was just like, because a lot of people were saying that like it's definitely not as good as the first one was, but I was I, like, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I for a love PG this. like for like a PG thirteen like horror movie, it does very well. I mean, like, especially if it's, like, a movie that just comes on cable, you could definitely, like, and I like how it subverts expectations, too, where it's like, oh, it was the machine the whole time. Yeah, people didn't like, I guess, the machine. People like the bitch, and I'm one of those that I wouldn't watch a a PG-13 horror film for years just because most of the ones that came out 
were in fact garbage. And I think that's because people were riding the slasher train started again by Scream in 1996. And so a lot of the stuff that came out was either remakes or just straight garbage. And I think that Christopher Landon and Scott Lobdell, I think they actually had something here. I think I think the sequel was a really good follow-up. It had some really good moments in it. Uh, this one takes place in an alternate universe where the sissy act actually sends Tree into an alternate universe and she's repeating the same day as an alternate version of herself. And in this universe, her her mother is still alive, which her mother was dead in the first one, which also kind of raised this raises the stakes if Tree wants to return to her own universe. And um, I will say, like, in this film, as well as the first one, they do make references to Groundhog Day, but they also establish the similarities between this and Back to the Future Part 2. Yeah. Like, and then, I thought that was kind of funny. But, I mean, yeah. any time travel E-type film, they always have to reference... Another time travel. Yeah, it's like, especially Back to the Future. That's like one of the top, I don't know, probably like one of the best like time travel movies ever. Probably. I would would say that's probably a given. Well, that's what I'm saying. Out of like all of them, I think that that's like has to be up there, like at least the top one or two. And then, then, of course, for me, it's like Doctor Who, and then it's like a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. But I mean, this does it well enough, and I like how they didn't t- pull punches when it came to the deaths impacting her because they could have definitely uh, shied away from it and just acted like, oh, no, and then it's another day, it's not gonna fucking hurt her. But I liked how yeah, it, they could slow- it slowly wore her down, and then yeah, I loved how like, like she was super pissed party. off when it happened again. <laughs> Yeah, when it happened again, and she was so it, angry. <laughs> and like when she, um, when she found out, she was so pissed at Ryan. He's like, "What? What did I do?" <laughs> Jeez. She's like, "You are doing." You. <laughs> I I loved this movie. Like, um, I'm looking up one of the characters because I I, I kind of want to. We we're going to talk about it eventually. What happens at the end? So I wanted to make sure I remembered her name. Well, all I know is that one of the plot like one of the only plot holes that I could think of with this movie is really the two Ryans in that uh timeline. Yeah, they don't <laughs> really like, explain they don't the... really explain him leaving, like if they killed yeah. him or if they put him into a pocket dimension or if he just didn't disappear again. And I think that's the only like flaw really that they yeah, have the they didn't really, they, didn't, they really, didn't explain that yeah they they didn't really explain him um like was he an alternate version of ryan or was he like a future ryan well they kind of explained the tree thing where it was like pretty much kicking the the original tree from that universe out right and she that tree out and then the, she took over that spot yeah, right. they don't. But they didn't explain that. that version of Ryan. Like, if that was just him from a future version, but you never know. They might have wanted to explain it in another movie, but they probably won't be able to do that. Yeah, they were going to make a. They they talked about making a third, 
but this one didn't perform as well. So the third movie is probably not going to happen, which really sucks because I would I would like to see this as a trilogy because I think I think it would be interesting. I mean, I would feel there bad is a for third one in development right now called Happy is there... Death, Happy Death Day to Us. I wonder if it's going to be yeah. her. I wonder if it's going to be more than one person looping this time. Well, I would think that it would probably be all of them. That's the only reasonable. Yeah. Conclusion to it is that something goes to shit and then all of them are like repeating. Yeah, because they would have because I like the fact that they they need to, to figure out the complex the calculations to send tree back or to close it. So that's what the instead of being hunted down by a killer this time, she's she's killing herself in order to figure out a way to close figure the- out how to close it yeah yeah and i and thought that was what... the interesting take on it now there is a killer in this movie just like in the first one that wears the baby face mask so anyone who hasn't seen it you know you, you are going to get spoiled but you should watch this anyway because it's and, the- and, de- and definitely you know, the villain a- the definitely the villain is the weakest part of the movie too yeah because he's the the killer in this movie, well, we'll go ahead and spoil it. It's actually Dr. Butler from the first movie. He's the killer this time around. And Lori is not the killer, which is her roommate. Now, in this, in the alternate universe, the, um, the doctor is the killer. He was actually supposed to be the killer in the first movie, but they changed it. And they made it Lori. So that's, that's kind of like, a, it's kind of a throwback to the original ending that test audiences didn't really care for um, with, with his wife, Stephanie Butler being his accomplice. Yeah. Like and, joining then, in, and then he killed yeah, her anyway. I thought that yeah, was that he killed her anyway. And then they were using um, John Tomes as the fall guy, just like Lori was going to do in the first one. So Which, it, I mean, it, they were going to do similarities anyway. There was going to be like stuff. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's especially just, it's when similar. you do a multiverse thing, some of them are going to be similar, but not like exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, like the multiverse just means that the alternate dimension is close or like the mirror universe is kind of like our universe, but there are changes. And that's what... Um, that's what this one is it, it kind of uses the original ending idea where dr butler was the killer and this movie was it was really really good um I, her uh, jessica roth's favorite destiny was the one where she jumped out of the plane in a bikini which was really funny because you know she it was it was filmed um in reshoots so that's probably why it doesn't look as good as the rest of the deaths where she's falling in front of uh she's falling in in, in front of uh, carter and Danielle, and she's like flicking off the camera, kind of breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, because in this one, uh, Carter and her aren't together. It's him and Danielle are a couple, and she's she's still a bitch, but she's a different kind of bitch in this one. Like it was kind of like where she wasn't a like she wasn't an outright bitch. Right? Yeah, but she but like, she did you only really that. thought that she was nice, and like I mean, they were trying to mess with you the whole time. Yeah, until it was at the very end, and then oh, she cheated on him. And yeah, it, she's cheating on him, and... Sen- and it made sense why she helped out because otherwise she probably wouldn't have helped out. She was like, yeah. "Hey, I'm not gonna tell anybody if you just show up and do this." And she's like, and okay. she, played, she played the blind teacher because the uh, the dean of the school takes Sissy away and locks it 
and they have to get it back in order to make things right. And it was it like Tree gets kind of selfish and she wants to stay. She's going to give up Carter to have her mom back. But then she has this like some heart to hearts with her mom. And that's when she realizes she needs to go back. So she has to hurry before they re they redo the sissy after they get it. They uh, to fix it. She she has to kill herself to restart the clock before they activate it to to keep her there. And that's the final the final of them doing the resetting and sending her back is when they have to break in and steal the machine. Um, this time, Tree wants to go save Lori because Lori in this universe is actually a good person and not like in the the the, the first timeline. And there's actually subtle differences in of her being in an alternate reality when she first arrives. The big thing is her shirt. The shirt she's wearing that was Carter's in the first movie, it's the the band is the band name is the same, but where they are is different. Like they're where they're from is different. And and um it I'm trying to look at <laughs> you're trying to look stuff up at the same time. Well I had it I had a bunch of stuff copied over. And I wanted to see if I'd copy that over about her shirt, mm. but her shirt, her shirt is a different, um, is a different. Oh, here it is. In all the, the in the alternate universe, the band T-shirt borrowed from Carter says, "Dump Staff Funk concert was in New Orleans, but the yeah. in the original universe, it it took place in Austin, Texas. So that's like a key that things were different. Um, if you didn't catch it off right off the bat, but they don't waste really a lot of time explaining it. They kind of jump right into it." Because she knows something's up when she sees her mom at the birthday lunch. Because she ends up repeating her birthday again in this in this uni- in this alternate universe. And there's a actual ta- there's actually a subtle hint to Back to the Future in this movie. Because uh, when she jumps into the, uh, the 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 wood chipper, it actually bless you. It actually says um, this tree removal service. <laughs> that reminds me of like Tucker Dan and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Like that's the main scene that it reminded me of when she jumped into it. <laughs> because have you ever watched it? I watched the kill count on it, but I haven't seen oh, the actual movie. The movie I watched... is just so good. It's I want to see it because just... it's, it's it's like the stupid kids end up getting themselves killed throughout Dude, most it's of the movie. Like the total opposite. Of like most horror movies, where it's like a slasher fil- a flick, right? But the guys are thinking that they're like crazy when they're not. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just so yeah, good. And yeah, they have some no really movies. good moments in the movie. And, like, and, really they buy a and, and uh, one of the guys buys a cabin with all this weird shit in it, but it was there when they bought it, so they haven't cleaned it up yet. And they yeah. rescue a girl, but then they think she's kidnapped, and so her friends end up killing themselves off trying to like kill was it to, to kill the main characters of the movie that's um, mostly, and that's mostly our mentality like if we've seen some yeah. horror movies some of these people would probably be like they're trying to kill people <laughs> so especially so it's not like they didn't look like uh they could be too like uh but anyway it's, like it's super crazy. Good. Yeah, so this movie has a body count of 19 because Tree dies eight times. Lori dies three times by Dr. Butler. Uh, Tombs dies twice. Tombs guard dies twice. And it's actually all the same actors from the first movie. They're in this movie again. 
Uh, Carter, Gregory, and Stephanie each die one time each. Um, Ryan is the only one who dies temporarily before the day resets itself. And in the original dimensions, uh, Stephanie, the, the wife of Dr. Butler, is the only one who did not die in the first film. But everyone else died. Um, but most of the other times... Well, Tree died, Tombs died, the guard died in the first movie. Lori dies in the, the first movie. Actually, Danielle dies in the first movie. They didn't... Um, when they're talking about deaths from the previous film, they didn't mention that. Uh, well, all I know, all I know is that they did a lot of stuff in the movie. They did a lot of stuff yeah. in this movie. It's really good, yeah, it's like, very fun. And Jeremy uh, hasn't really been able to speak at all on no. the movie. <laughs> no. So, Jeremy, what do you think of it? I liked it. I, 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 thought this, I thought the story for this movie was really good. I thought the script was really good. All the actors in this movie were really good. Um, the thing that inspired me to watch this movie was the Kill Count video on YouTube under Dead Meat. So I do recommend y'all watching that channel. There's actually several things on that channel that made me watch the movies. Um, aside from the Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street videos he did because I saw those when, as a kid growing up. But this movie, it made me want to watch this movie because I wasn't going to get, I wasn't going to give this movie a chance because it was PG-13 horror and being so jaded on it in the past i was just like screw pg-13 horror but this so shows it, that they're sorry what? so again though like i said i think for happy death day danielle should have died in this one she oh just because she died in the first one well no, she should have died oh i didn't like her she was even worse in this one <laughs> well, she, she did she did get her uh comeuppance she um not really i mean like yeah, she if did. anything they found not out really because she, she helped them she yeah, helped them she at the helped end yeah she did at, yeah at the end of the movie the the kids are cleaning up the campus as punishment when darpa shows up and asks about sissy so they take Sissy and they bring everyone. And since Tree knows all the code, because she in the alternate universe she kept killing herself, she they she joins the DARPA team and they punish Danielle by making her the one who has to be tested for the loops. That's oh. that's why Danielle wakes up at the end screaming because oh yeah, well well yeah but I mean you won't DARPA really see like, that. You won't really see that until the next one, though. Yeah, that, probably more. That, well, they they show it at the end of this one where she's the one who wakes up and she's like, "Oh, no, I meant you won't see her deal with that until the next one." So she will be dying if they made the third one or when they make the third one, unless right? they a drastic yeah. change. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, unless she was just a royal bitch in both movies. She Damn. she she had a little bit of surprise that she didn't get anything, yeah. But the fact that she was like cheating on Carter, who's like the ultimate nice guy, but they kind of hint that Carter was trying to cheat on her with a tree, but it's never established. It's it's hinted at, but it's not something that was ever seen on screen. Because I think like in the the original universe, he wasn't sleeping in the same bed as her. And 
Ryan, Ryan just assumes that he was trying to have sex with her. But I don't know. Definitely a good movie, though. And definitely worth uh, watching. So, I mean, I was sleeping on it for a while. I, I figured that I was going to enjoy it if I watched it. I just never got around to watching it. <laughs> and then now that we were doing it on the podcast, I was like, I might as well fuck. Uh, I might as well watch the movie now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny that Danielle gets um, Helen Keller and Anne Frank mixed up. That's supposed to be a, re- a reference to Clark's too. Yeah, that's totally what I was thinking <laughs> when they were doing that. I was like, are they really calling it out like that? Because <laughs> uh, she's an idiot. Like they 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 kind of make her more of an idiot in this one. Um, Danielle was just the worst character. Uh, I like how Lori was acting. Oh man, the blind scene where she was like, "Am I?" Like at the very beginning, where she was acting like she was blind, I was like, "Oh, yeah. girl's killing me right now." <laughs> uh, she was, she was, she was, she was funny in that scene where she's like tricking the the well, dean that's when and she was helping them. That's what I was saying. So she, yeah, she got, she got, um, she got like the uh, tricked into helping. I'm trying to, and I, I I don't know if this is going to be a long podcast for this one because, I mean, most of the trivia is just about the kill counts that I found, and I mean, uh, I will say this: uh, Tree's freefall montage of various suicides, landing her back in Carter and Ryan's dorm room, is actually a visual 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 reference to the music video of the song that plays over the montage, Paramars. Paramore's Hard Times, where the music video lead vocalist Haley Williams, sporting similar attire to Tree, collapses slowly back into a bed from the roof. So, yeah, like, that, that, I like that scene, though. That like, scene, like, that transition was really cool. Yeah. Um, again, they pay, they, they do the, uh, they literally do the, the where the, the killing, the, the suicides are starting to affect her, where she can't die many more times because her body's taking the damage. Um, and again, this most of the trivia was just about the deaths, but, I mean, if you want to watch the movie, watch the movie. The movie's really good, but I don't want to just talk about the same the same death stuff counts. And, well, yeah, they need to actually make the third one, so I hope it is in development, and they need to make it to, finish, to, to round this out. Sure. That way, at least they could finish it off there if they wanted to. Yeah, I was looking up the um, I was looking up the movie, the director Christopher Landon, and I don't see his name attached to it. Nor do I um, under Scott Lobdell or uh, the other actress I looked up was Jessica Roth, uh, who played Tree. I don't see her. Of course, would would we want to see her in a third? Oh, I guess I did. I I really liked her in the third one. I mean, I, the first two. I, I would think. like to see her like in a thing where. Uh, she's still related in the universe, but not to have her be like the main focal point of like repeating the days and stuff. Because I think it would like the only way that you would end up being able to do that is if they paid it off by her dying or something. Yeah, because I kind of I'm one of those people, I really like happy endings in movies. And I feel like after she went through for the first two movies, she kind of deserves her happy ending just kind of like 
just kind of like with the new Scream movie coming out next year, they're like, everyone's talking about how Dewey's supposed to die in it as what's going on in it. And I'm like, I really don't want that to be true because right now it's just a rumor. But well, I don't think anybody should be making rumors about something that they haven't even watched yet. Because... Like, Especially, they made it a thing in all the screen movies that he pretty much could have bit the dust at any moment. Yeah, and I just, I don't want, I I think the three main leads kind of deserve a happy ending, so I think they should just probably, I mean, they bring them back for, they're bringing them back for, like, star power, and so it would make sense with this movie if they did a third one to bring the original cast back, just so we, because we all know the characters. But... Um, I don't like like that kind of speculation, and I mentioned I mentioned that to mention that I I think the characters deserve a happy ending, just like the screen characters. So I would I would like to see them not get like not be the main focus of the movie. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Uh, uh, like it supporting. would be funny as if in the third one. Like that, they do something where it's like a time loop, but she's not the one looping, so she's like, "Fucking thank Christ" or something. In the meantime, yeah, she's, she's like, "Yay, it's not me!" <laughs> like that would be funny, like where she kind of said the uh, the whole spiel at the beginning of this movie, but like it would be funny if she's like, "Thank God I'm not reliving that again," you know. And then it That'll goes be trippy to like whoever everybody else. again because the, yeah. uh, the title attributes it to being all of them. Yeah, I would think yeah. that it would probably be all of them, but or at least do some. I'm, I'm only saying that because I wouldn't want to, because eventually, especially what they were showing in this movie was that it was really affecting her, like she was almost dead type of thing, like dealing yeah. with all this stuff. So. Like, there's only, like, how are you going to kill this person off another, like, 20 times or something and then her not die fully, you know? Because I, I wouldn't want her to die, though. I would want her to make it through. And Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it, how so much punishment is she going to do in all these movies? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's, only, that's the only thing that I was thinking of the whole time. was like, if they did do another movie, like, how would she be able to survive the whole movie especially if they're like repeating deaths again yeah because they were supposed to um i think in the original ending for the first movie she was going to be killed by the wife and repeat the even though she did all this character growth she was going to be stuck in the time loop and Mm. i kind of like that they didn't do that i like how she was able to break the cycle and then when she gets thrown in it again she's like so pissed because she's like, I just did this, and now she has to do it again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's mostly why both movies are good by themselves. Like, I definitely think that the first movie is better, but like also at the same time, I like where they went for the direction and everything for the second film. Yeah, and I, I like. We hope that they end up doing just as good on the third film. Well, at least there's a continuity thing. Yeah, yeah, they did a really good job with the continuity between the first films because pretty much everyone that was in the first movie is in the second movie. It's everybody, all the people that you see, and then they they've only added like one or two characters, and the wife had a bigger role a little bit and stuff like that. But that's about it because she was even in the first one too, same actress. 
And really, I liked how like they did multiverse thing or whatever, and then everything was different where it wasn't the same for her. So, yeah, I like just everybody check it out. <laughs> yeah, mean, everyone. Probably a lot of people have already watched it already, but yeah, I really think that people should watch this. It was really, really good movie. It was maybe not as good as the first because the first was kind of like a, and I, I don't even want to call it an original take. Um, because it did, it does borrow heavily from Groundhog Day and stuff like that, but it's 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 Groundhog Day with a twist, and this one is alternate universes with a twist. So it's they're they're both really good. This one did did deserve to do a little bit better, and then it did in theaters. So I don't know why it didn't do as well because it's it's a really good film. I mean, um, some people might not have liked the first film, so they weren't going to go out and watch the second one. You know, like, I, mean, I mean, some people end up liking some trash ass movies, so like, I can't really judge some of that stuff. Especially, but it would be yeah. interesting to know what came out when that one did. Oh, I mean, yeah, because that always drives, I think that drives a lot of it too. Like, if you're going up against like Phantom yeah. Menace or, or yeah, not Phantom true, Menace, but you know, that. Like, if you're going against Star Wars or like dude, even if you're going against the Conjuring movie or something, probably more people are going to watch the Conjuring movies than they would Happy Death Day. Let's I take mean, a look. I would think at least. But so, yeah. according to Movie Phone, all these were released. All these movies were released in February. I'm just going to try to do the big films. Um, how did you? world so that was the third movie that was released on yeah, the 23rd one yeah yeah uh, that wasn't released in theater some of these are like alita battle angel was was released on february 14th um and i think that lost money too didn't it yeah that didn't do very well either which sucks because it was actually a really good film too actually i would like to do that one let's do battle alita battle angel next uh, okay. um I'm looking to see what else. Uh, Cold Pursuit, but I don't remember seeing that in theater. Uh, like seeing uh, it. That's a Liam Neeson movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. What Bohemian Rhapsody came out. That was probably. What oh was. yeah, so more he, than likely, Rhapsody. that's probably what it was. Yeah. The Lego, the Lego Movie Two came out. Oh, that too. Let's see. Both of those made a lot of money. Yeah, and then. Okay, that doesn't look like a movie that would have been in theaters. Why are they showing this kind of shit? Well, sometimes they just show like anything that released in February, probably. Well, yeah. Even even if they're straight to video, probably. That's what they're showing, but this one looks like a porno. It's girl (laughs) on girl, girl, girl scene, the movie. I'm like, this is like the movie. (laughs) Why is this on here? Um, Because they also show like Elimination Chamber from 2019. I'm like, this wasn't a, okay. So pretty much they're just showing everything. They're showing everything. Yeah. Um, I would say those were probably the big ones because I'm looking through like the different. Yeah, Bohemian pages. Rhapsody was the big one. I oh yeah, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody came out at the same time. That's the reason why. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't even know how that movie did. I didn't, I didn't see it. I mean, it made a lot of money, but I mean, it was also a good movie though. Uh, I love the band Queen though, so they're like one of my all-time favorite bands. It <clears throat> made $950 million, Joe. <laughs> oh. Wow. And they, probably, a billion. 
They probably only had like a what, like a hundred million budget or some shit. Fifty. Oh yeah, yeah. I would say they probably made that movie cheap because you don't need yep. you don't need big names. Um, no, if, if anything, they probably had to pay most of the damn shit for the licenses for the songs. Probably, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's why I mean the they were tied with do, the band, though. That's why the movie didn't do good. <laughs> yeah, everybody was. Yeah, watching. everyone was like, "Let's go watch Queen." Like, let's the, the movie was good. It deserved to do better than it did, and I don't see anything else that yeah, would. That's always the problem. It seems like maybe the Howling, but that looks like it's a direct to DVD movie, and oh, yeah, I heard I heard something about the Howling too. I heard that it was good. But I mean, yeah, that's beside the point. Anyway, point is, is sometimes you don't release films don't, where you know that they're going to make money. If you know, hey, if you're going to come out on a weekend, don't do it on a weekend with Star Wars. <laughs> like, yeah. Or don't uh, do it on a weekend where there's a Marvel movie or like something that you know that it's going to make a shit ton of money. Don't release it on that time. <laughs> yeah, um, just because a movie doesn't perform well in theaters doesn't mean it's a terrible movie. It means it could have just been overshadowed by something else. Or yeah, especially some people only go to the theaters like every once in a while, right? Yeah, like I, and... I wouldn't mind going like once a week or something, or whenever there's a certain movie out. But most of the time, for me, I just go to watch a movie that just comes out that day most of it's like it's like suicide squad if it wasn't on hbo max i would have watched it in the theaters i kind of still want to see that in theaters i did watch it on hbo max yeah i should still watch it in theaters it was so good it was really good i kind of wanted to do well um this is off subject again but everyone's talking about how it it failed find like lots of people on youtube i'm like well y'all can't talk garbage like here's the thing with the situation right now in 2021 um in 2020 movie theaters aren't up to what they were doing before covid so yeah black widow is going to underperform also it was on disney streaming so oh did that's they say that it underperformed for black widow too yeah and oh okay well i mean it makes sense and everybody's worried about, about the coronavirus everyone, happening yeah, we're going to do super well especially if you got a choice between watching it at home for like 15 bucks or watching it in the theater for like 10 bucks, more than likely people are going to fucking pay for that shit at home. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. You only have to pay it for yourself. I mean, I like going to movie theaters, but a lot of people would much rather watch it at home than they would in the movie theaters. I saw, I saw black widow in theaters. Um, I didn't want to pay $30 because my ticket plus popcorn and a drink was like $30. So it, it, I, you know, I, and I got to see it with a friend of mine. So that made me, that made me happy. So, cause we hadn't hung out in like two years. And so I like going to movies to me. It's a, it's a, it's an, ex, it's like an experience because I like to hang out with a group of friends. I like to go somewhere after the movie, whether to eat or walk around, talk about the movie, talk about whatever in general. Um, don't take a box office failing of a movie to mean that it's bad. Uh, there's a lot of good movies just watch that just a movie didn't and then you're like, oh shit, that yeah. movie sucks. <laughs> the only movie, the only movie that I can that I will constantly say sucked was Nightfall. Happy Death Day to You was a really good film. 
it didn't perform as well. Are, as you, should are have, you talking about but, all the movies that we've talked about on here, or just like period? Just any, <laughs> any every movie that I've ever seen. Um, the worst movie I've ever seen is Nightfall, and that includes watching Manos: The Hands of Fate. But that's redeemed because of Rick Tracks in uh, Mystery Science Theater. Like, oh, Jeremy, and, do you still think that Tusk is the worst, or is it still Nightfall now? Um, well, Nightfall is up there with it. <laughs> I, I never saw Tusk. Tusk. I would have to rewatch Tusk to see if it if my mind changes. See, like I, the main thing that Tusk reminds me of is House of a Thousand Corpses. But I mean, actually well, that reminds me of Human Centipede. But yeah, that's because um, I think that's what it's kind of parodying a little bit. Uh, like. Uh, I, but, I actually wanted know, to see so. that movie because it's it, I do like Ke- I do like Kevin Smith. Um, now I am kind of pissy with what he said about He Man, only because he straight up lied. I just wish he'd have been off. I liked He Man. I liked the first five episodes. I liked Man at Arms. Got to be a total badass. I liked Tila. I just didn't like that they said He Man's the main focus and he wasn't. If they just said straight up, we're making a Tila show. I would have, I still would have been on board. Well, I mean, I, I think if the anything, they're setting that shit up. I think probably well, season the, two, the second, they're probably going to have team out. Maybe season two, because the second half of the first season is all about Evil Lynn. And I, I really think Evil Lynn's going to turn on Skeletor, and I would like to see her become a master of the universe, one of the masters of the universe. Well, I mean, I think that they should try to do. Uh, well, we're definitely off a tangent now, but I think no, that we are. they should try to do like every movie and TV show and stuff shouldn't be sticking to their laurels when it comes to shit. They should be able to put, I think, do different shit with the same story. I right? think you can. I but, think you can. And, and I'm going to loop this back to Happy Death Day to you because Happy Death Day to you did this. They took the same premise and then flipped it on its head. And and I'm okay with that, but when you do stuff like that, I think they need to just say this is what we're doing. And I think they did that with Happy Death Day. We've I've seen where they said they're going one way and they went another. There's other move like, um, it's kind of like I I'm okay with them changing the changing the game, the rules of the game. I'm okay with that. I just say you should be honest about it and let people know if beforehand that that's what you're going to do. Uh, Happy Death Day did it really well. They changed the concept. Not only is she repeating the same day, but now she's in an alternate universe where she can have everything she wants. And now she has to make the moral dilemma as if she's going to yeah, go home. Especially the struggle between stick, her and her mom. And her mom. And her, her and her boyfriend. It's yeah. Like, of course you're probably going to stick with your mom. What the fuck? And, that like, seems like a fucking no-brainer. You would, of course, go with your mom. And I realize, I feel like she changed her mind because um, she did tell Carter in the second movie um, she fell in love with him in the other universe. She's like, I saw you every day, every time I died and woke up looking at you, that I fell in love with you. And I thought that was really cool because, yeah, it's only overnight for Carter, but it was, we don't... There could have, it's like she was waking up every day and he believed her with, with, you know, he believed her and he, he decided to help her with, and, and so, yeah, she fell in love with him. So I think that's cool. I think, I think she, I think why she went back, I think she realized that it wasn't fair to the other tree 
that she was living well, that and I think the main thing was when she said about places that they never or that she never went to with her mom. Yes. When yes. she heard where she was like, oh yeah, we should go to there. And then she had a blank stare on her face. And then she was just sitting there and she's like, this she realized, my mom. <laughs> yeah, like, she realized her mom, but not her mom at the same time. It's yeah, like she that, realized she was living somebody else. was like, life. okay, never mind. And I thought that was really cool because that was still some more character growth for Tree. And Tree was actually a really interesting character because she started out as one of those typical college bitches that you see in movies um, all the time. Yeah, usually and then, killed off in like the first like five minutes. Yeah, she's usually the victim of the killer, and then you, you're like, oh, so sad, too bad. But she... Um, Are you sorry, like, clacking on your mechanical keyboard or something? No, I'm <laughs> something almost fell, and I'm putting it away so it doesn't fall. Um, there we go. And uh, a box of fan screws almost fell out of her. So, so, so to... Alita Battle Angel is the next movie that we're... Doing. I think it's going to be the next movie, because um, I really liked Alita Battle Angel. I thought it was, um, I thought it was really good. Um, I think that came out. What movie do they keep comparing that to? Like the Probably Phantom Menace people. Show because it was in like no. I think Alita Battle Angel came out like a year or two after Ghost in the Shell came out. I think uh, I'm assuming that that's what it was because I know that a lot of people got pissed because the main. They did the eyes wider and bigger than yes. uh, than they did. Uh, I think the the eyes looked about the same in the comics or uh, in the manga for it. So, like, some people got irritated or didn't like how her eyes looked in the movie. Okay, like, they com- they compared it to Captain Marvel. Um, oh, people who didn't like Captain Marvel, they were saying Alita Battle Angel was a better movie. I actually really oh. enjoyed. Like, oh, okay. like the only thing I'm going to say about Captain Marvel in comparison to Alito Battle Angel is I thought I I really enjoyed Christoph Waltz in Alita Battle Angel. I thought he was really the best part of that movie, even though I did like the actress who played Alita. Alita was act the actress who played Alita was um she was in a Star Trek short te- uh, short trek where she you played. Probably want to keep this all for the next podcast, don't you? Yeah, I know yeah. Teaser, Joe. Teaser. <laughs> she was in a Star Trek, a short t- track. Uh, we'll talk about the short track actually when we talk about the movie. But she's um, she was in it, and I actually enjoyed it. Like the thing I'll say about Captain Marvel is I thought Captain Marvel was okay as a movie. It's it's basically a Marvel origin story, which they're all kind of like cookie cutter. So I didn't really think Captain Marvel was like this big explosive awesomeness yeah like uh, i'm gonna go on record now and just say it before we end the podcast that probably out of the main marvel films is probably at the bottom of the heap for me for for like everything mostly because i wasn't a huge like captain marvel fan anyway but like the movie is good i can't i can't say that they've never made a bad marvel movie but like it's definitely out of all the movies, and this is coming from Iron Man Three. <laughs> I like fucking Iron, Iron Man, Man 3. Three is fucking better than Captain Marvel is. To uh, me, I, well, at least Iron Man Three dealt with some uh, some issues that Tony well, that's was what having. I'm saying. They did, they, yeah, 
That, and that's what I'm saying. It's like it's still a kiddie form. Like for Marvel movies, they're still kiddie to a certain degree, but they deal with real issues, which is pretty much what they did in the comics. Yeah, like, I... to a degree, but like they don't try to kill people off and they hide that shit. And it's better you knowing that they do that, where the you know, where it has more weight to it if they die off. But anyway, we're going off people, on a tangent. Anyway. We're going off tangent again. People ask me, what do you think about uh, Captain Marvel? I'm like, well, I don't think it's as bad as everyone said it was, but I don't think it is. I don't think it deserved the praise that it did either. I thought it was okay. Um, and with Happy Death Day to you, I'm going to loop it back, get back on track. I actually thought this movie, while not as good as the first one, was a really good solid film. Now, we keep talking, we go off on tangents, we talk about what we like and what we don't like about other movies. Um, because we'll talk about something about this movie and it reminds us of another movie. And so we'll talk about it. And that's okay. And, I, and yes, as the host, I should probably be a little tighter on the reins, but I kind of like the unscripted format where we kind of just, we go off on tangents because we love movies. I love movies. Um, I love watching them. I used to go to the movie theater all the time before I got married and can't afford it anymore because, you know, I have responsibilities as a married man. Um, plus I own a house. So, you know, mortgage, do you go to a movie or do you pay your mortgage? <laughs> you pay your mortgage. Um, I love film. So anytime I talk about movies is, is really, really a lot of fun. Um, one thing I will, some words of wisdom I'll say is I don't think that we need to be super, super hard pressed of what critics say. Don't let a critic turn you off yeah, of a movie. I, I definitely think that the problem with a lot of things now is that people don't realize that your opinion, like people try to do the whole forcing opinions on people. They get butt hurt if you have a different opinion on yeah, something. If when you didn't you like, should just be like, hey, that's that. cool. I mean, like, I do this all the time with somebody from work where we sit there and, uh, like, I bash him all the time for saying, like, typical, uh, like, he'll hate a lot of movies. Like, he fell asleep to, uh, he stopped watching Last Jedi, like, halfway through it, like, when Leia got sucked through the thing. He stopped watching it after that. He fell asleep to Deadpool. Thought that it was boring. That, that's what? what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This is the type of stuff that, like, I talk. But I mean, I know he's his own person. Like most of the time, whenever I take him, because we watch movies every once in a while, like we watch Black Widow, and it's like I liked it, but like I feel like I'm out of place on here. I'm like, well, you just have to watch these two movies, and then you're good. <laughs> yeah, if you watch for Black Widow, the only thing you really need to watch is like. Civil War, because it takes yeah. like that. Like Civil War is the only one that you really have to watch, and that's what I told him. Like, it was like and, if you're really wanting to be in the loop, it's just, just at the end of that one. But people are like, anyway, you, that's what I'm saying. You gotta like, be more relaxed. Your standards are so damn high, and you want everybody to love your show or love your movie. And I get it myself. I sit there, I'm like, what? You've never watched Game of Thrones before, or like most of mine is like it's either a uh a game of thrones and then it's like b it was dexter at one point uh, even I though there was a shit it. ending but it yeah, was I like certain, certain tv shows like the walking dead at one point too even though i stopped watching it 
after I think season eight. But like, I stopped certain, watching that for the governor. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's like certain th- shows I've always been like, you, what? You never watched that? Like, I've heard it from people where they said never to Wi- Wizard of Oz. Like, they've never seen that movie. It's like, what? <laughs> it just seems weird to me. But, like, people will get so butthurt about not having, I don't know, like a black chick play a white part or whatever the fuck it is. It's like, you get so butthurt, it's okay. It's okay. At the end of the day, as long as the movie's good or whatever, even if it sucks, just don't watch the movie. If you have the opinion where you don't like it, just don't watch it. My whole thing is, like, with movies, and we bring up the critics and stuff because... Use it as a guideline, but don't use it as a a gospel. A lot of people use it, well, all these critics, so I'm not going to give it a chance. Well, for one, a lot of I feel like a lot of the people who watch some of these movies as their job, they may not like that type of movie, so they're going to be overly critical of it. Yeah, if you want to, I know that if I was watching a Justin Bieber movie, I would be like, "Fuck this shit." If I was like, "Oh, Justin Bieber movie," I would probably shit all over it. If I'm, but I like. I like certain things, so I'm I I'm gonna watch Star Trek. I'm probably gonna like it because I like Star Trek. Um, it, Star Wars. I like Star Wars. I like Doctor Who. So I'm gonna be a little more open to being positive towards it and less critical. Now, if you want if you want to get a an, a review on the movie, maybe watch a horror person talk about it because they're gonna if they love it, they're gonna they're gonna point out some most most of the I will say this, the Kill Count guy, James Janice, he's actually pretty fair. He'll talk about the good and the bad. And you want someone who talks about the good and the bad. A lot of times some critics will just shit all over a movie and and never and, praise it's like and never praise the, the good parts, yeah. Yeah. And so that turns a lot of people off movies. And I think I think what you should do is you find a horror if you're gonna look at a horror movie, find a horror reviewer, someone who's fair. Um like the thing that pissed me off about the nostalgia critic when I was watching him before the whole uh, change the channel thing happened a few years ago, he he would just shit on yeah it's his, he was shitting on movies as his character, but he would just shit and shit and shit and shit and shit to be funny, and that's going to turn people off movies. And that's pretty much Jim Cornette. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, fuck you, bye. Um, Jim Cornette, um, and they're gonna turn they're gonna turn people off on movies. So yeah, we're done talking about Happy Death Day. I say give it a shot. I will always tell you to give a movie a shot, except Nightfall. Don't give that movie a shot. Read the book, um, read the novella, and read the and I would say even read the full novel that I never read. I Don't didn't read the novella. Troll two. <laughs> well, Troll two could be so bad it's good, but no, like I know a lot of people end up watching that just off of how bad it is. But, but don't, like I'm just messing around. Oh no! Don't take what a critic says as the gospel. Like, do some research. Just like if you read an article in the paper, do some research and find some other other perspectives. Because and it's- also another thing, have low standards. If you have low standards, you're going to be ex- uh, like it's going to exceed your expectations. And like, <laughs> like uh, what's it called? Don't- I got okay. While we're on the subject of like, before we end the podcast, I got to mention Suicide Squad. Right? I loved it. I thought it was fu- hilarious, even though that Starro spoilers everybody. I haven't seen it. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, but anyway, Jeremy hasn't watched it yet. But anyway, mom and dad hated the movie. They just thought it was bad. They just I thought actually... it was bad. And then they were like uh, talking about how awful it is and how like the new filmmakers are like not trying hard to make movies. And I was like, you do realize the same person that did this movie did Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the ones that you loved. And they're like, I don't care, it sucks. <laughs> I actually I actually really loved Guardians, or not Guardians, um, the new Suicide Squad. There was two things that happened, which I will not mention yeah, because Jeremy has not seen yeah. it. But, but there's two things that happened I did not like. But the rest of it I did like. And I will always tell you to give a movie a shot, um, except Nightfall. And I, I will beat that dead horse. Uh, give this movie a shot. Give give Captain Marvel a shot if you've never watched it because you're like, oh, I don't like Brie Larson. Well, but indeed, watch the first one before you watch the second one. Yeah, you one. have to watch Happy Death oh, Day yeah. before Happy Death Day to you. Uh, definitely watch it. It's good. It's a solid film. Um, if you're on the fence about it, if you one of the few people that listen to this podcast, watch some horror reviewers talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and you know what? I, I'm thinking about what we can try, like um, at least through the Facebook account or something. Knowing that we're doing these movies, we should do something, especially if it's an awful movie, we should do something where it's a recommendation of movies that are similar to it that you should watch instead of that movie. <laughs> right. Like that's why I was just thinking that the other day. I was like, "Yeah, that would probably be a nice idea." I mean, we don't have to do it to everyone, but if we're watching like some trash, like if we would do Nightfall, we would end up being like, "Oh, these are ten movies that would just be way better than that one." <laughs> why is Debbie Does Dallas on the list? Because it's probably better, Josh. It's probably better. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where your mind goes joe just <laughs> all righty but um at that point we're gonna end it here so thank you for listening to our tangent thank you go watch happy death day to you watch the first one watch them both um i think christopher landon is a part of Bloomhouse, so definitely some of their stuff is really good and for sci-fi graveyard i want to thank you all next time we're going to do alita battle angel and that one, we are going to do the rise from the grave um, aspect of it. Let it let it die, rest in peace, or rise from the grave. Because uh, since that's based on an anime, we'll discuss that as well. So for Jeremy and Josh, I'm Joseph. Good night. Nice. We'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard. If you like what you hear. Please check out some of our other podcasts as hosted by The Heart of Geek. That is Morbid Instinct, Wrestling with the Willies, and Screen Creeps. You can follow us on social media. We are at The Heart of Geek on Twitter, The Heart of Geek on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And when we do stream, it's not very often. We are just Heart of Geek. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to catch you next time.